Hello and welcome to another episode of Casting Reflections on Black Mirror. The sub-series of Casting Views, uh, as it says, takes an episode of Black Mirror and casts views on it. Now, for a, a series that is normally so focused on tech and things like that, I was just saying, having a rant to my guests, and that's plural, I think I've had enough of technology this week and we'll go into it shortly, but just to uh, yeah, elaborate on that further. So as normal i've got my co-host dan s with me hi dan good evening how are you i'm very well frustrated but very well <laughs> but excitingly we've got a guest for us a one-time guest on this series so far we've got colin from seismic cinema hi colin hello i wouldn't get too excited it's just me <laughs> been looking forward to to getting you on a show from after i appeared on yours so tell what, before I go into my rant and then before we go into the um, the episode, do you want to just tell the lovely people listening a little bit about yourself and your pod? As you said, um, I'm Colin from uh, Seismic Cinema. So I've actually left James and Paul to do our pod tonight to come on here. So there you go. Oh, what an honour. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, so, guys. <laughs> it's, the, it's the very first one I've not been on. Uh, yeah, so we do a, a movie and TV podcast on a range of different things we sometimes do rankings and um, we've recently started dabbling in football as well so we're doing a seismic soccer once a month special yeah and that's about it so yeah check us out on all the on the usual places definitely do i joined seismic cinema for um it was karate kid wasn't it and i wore my gear yeah you were proper decked out in in the gear and obviously we've got the football connection because yeah dan Dan and I co-host uh, Just Football, so we'll have to work something out, some sort of a friendly match, seeing <laughs> as we've got you on a loan deal from the night from your normal pod. So, Dan, yeah, we've got we've got to be a bit more professional after my uh, shambolic start to this now, because we're keeping Colin from his own podcast tonight. There's my choice. I, I want Paul and James to fly solo so I can take the odd day off now and again. <laughs> See if they can cope. <laughs> I'm not going to mention names. So I sent the link link out to you two to record. And because I had a bit of a painful recording or post-production of the recording, I should say, on my last episode, I thought I'd sit down early tonight to get everything set up properly. I logged on and my recording platform of choice has decided tonight I'm not allowed to record. So I've had to quickly get a free trial to something else. And yeah, hence the, what was it, I think three minutes before recording time, sending you a, um, a message to say, no, don't do that, do this. So... We're all here now. That's the main thing. Okay, I was only I was only sitting in the lobby in the other one for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, well, we're all here now. That's the main thing. So we're here, and you are here as well, Colin, because we are discussing San Junipero, season three, episode four. And I mean, I could be completely wrong, but I remember you saying to me, I think this was one of your favourite episodes, right? It's yes, and it's also the first one I ever saw. One of my one of my best pals. I was down visiting him, and he was working in Stranraer for a year, and don't know why. And then he just randomly showed me it with no context. Um, and then I went back and I watched the very first episode with the the prime minister. And funny enough, at that time I didn't continue any further, and it was years later. <laughs> <laughs> it was years later. And I went I went back to it and I watched it all and fell in love with the show if you can fall in love with black matter that is do you think you had to have a break because you were disturbed at the prime minister episode did it kind of put you off or was it just a didn't get around to watching it? i don't think it put me off i think i just get distracted by other things i was watching and yeah 
I just so happens because I really liked Sanjay Rapero and then I just kind of watched it the whole way through. But I'm a, a big fan now. Um, I've even got a book. It's called, I can't remember what it's called. It's like all about the making of Black Mirror, seasons one to four. Oh, okay. If, if I'd uh, had a bit more time this week, I would have reread the, the chapter on this episode. So It's a really good book, though. It's about £20 on Amazon and it really goes into detail in all the episodes. I think you'd probably like it as well. It's an interesting way of getting into it because San Junipero, as, as we're going to, uh, no spoilers yet, is very different in tone, isn't it, to the National Anthem? And that is a hell of a first episode, the National Anthem, as we kind of said on our show. So, yeah, it's a, a real, what's the word, opposite to your introduction to the show. Well, I think that was probably my friend's favourite episode. So that's why he showed me that one, do you know what I mean? Right, yeah. Yeah. But yep, here we are. So as mentioned, so obviously spoilers for San Junipero, but again, it's what, what do we say? It's seven years old now and it's still really good to watch it, whatever the three of us get up to saying. Written by Charlie Brooker, directed by Owen Harris, who also directed Be Right Back. Brooker said he wrote the script in four days. The actress who plays Kelly had heard of the show, but had not seen it. And when she watched it, ironically, she also watched Be Right Back before the shoot. Mackenzie Davis, who plays Yorkie, first saw the show with a friend who had pirated it and they watched the National Anthem. And San Junipero was the first script produced for Series 3, written by Charlie Brooker, as a conscious decision to change the series. So the show previously focused on negative effects, but anyway, it feels like we're slowly getting into uh, spoilers here. So, Dan, it's, it's your turn. And I was actually saying to someone the other day that I was a bit annoyed the way this has fallen because... Uh, I get shut up and dance, and then you get San Junipero to describe. <laughs> but we got to be fair. So, yeah, over to you for the, the episode recap. Cool. Yeah. So, um, as, as you mentioned, the, the show is based around a, a friendship which is created between a girl called Yorkie and a girl called Kelly. Yorkie, I thought, was a pretty cool name. So, I'm not, not one I'm familiar with, but I, I did write that down. Um, so, it starts off with. Yorkie, who's going into a nightclub in this place called San Junipero. She's quite plainly dressed um, and she goes into this nightclub and she's obviously quite uncomfortable with who she is. She gets chatted up. She, some guy tries to chat her up and she's obviously very, very nervous and kind of makes excuses and, and, and kind of walks away. I did make a note because I thought this was a cool game, but she was at an arcade machine and they were playing Bubble Bubble. I don't know if you played that when you're younger, but I yeah, played yeah. that a lot when I was younger. So I've, I've written down those words. She's then joined at the table by Kelly, who is avoiding a guy, and they pretend they're in a, a friendship. And quite <laughs> severely, she she makes up a lie that she's dying within six months. Therefore, they have to talk and, and friendship. But I'm guessing that comment at the time felt quite severe. But I'm guessing as you go later on and, and circle back to it, it you realise it's not quite as, as severe as it is. And the only other thing I'd say is this club is very 80s, the look, feel and the music. So they begin to strike up a friendship, they talk, have a few drinks, go on the dance floor, um, and it gets to a point where Yorkie feels really uncomfortable. Um, so she storms outside um, and is later joined by Kelly. Kelly flirts with her and touches her and make, makes a point of knowing that she is interested in, in something happening between the two. But then Yorkie says that she's engaged and, and looks to leave. But as she's leaving, I think she's then regretful of her decision as then Kelly goes into the club. And then we kind of go away, and we are now one week later, and you see Yorkie getting ready and trying to get dressed up. And it looks like she's get, trying to get dressed up to impress. 
she tries loads of different styles on, then kind of reverts back to a plainish look. But at that point, it's clear it's from a different decade, isn't it? We're, we're now in, she, she's dressed, always with 70s, is she, she dressed up in? I think it's still the 80s, but I think she's she just did. dressed more. She's just dressed more in yeah. keeping, I think, isn't she? I'm an 80s kid, so I'm stuck till later on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, this is sorry, a big thing for me was I just love this bit because the soundtrack, which I'll come on to after, but this was me all over. <laughs> so she goes back into this nightclub and she watches Kelly flirt with some other guy, but obviously jealous um, of what's happening. She kind of follows around the club, remains in her eye distance eyesight and they keep catching others, others, each other's eyes. As Kelly goes to the loo, um, Yorkie gets up and joins her. They end up spending a night together and but Yorkie kind of makes quite a few comments about you have to show me what to do to kind of really kind of emphasize how inexperienced she is and then Kelly kind of says but you're, ma- you're, you're engaged to be married. Have you not slept with anyone or have you not kissed anyone and it comes out but she hasn't and it kind of gets left there without really explaining how that can be when she's a, she's about to get married. She says it's complicated, doesn't she? Yeah, she says it's complicated. Then it kind of goes one week later and Yorkie is looking for Kelly, but she can't find her. And this happens a, a few weeks in a row. And it's, it's at this point, isn't it, where every time she goes back, she's in a different era, whereas the, the fashion has changed, the... Um, the, the arcade games that she keeps going to see are different depending on the decade that it's kind of meant to represent. I think that comes a bit later. I think what we see at the moment is every time the clock is getting to midnight, it yeah. jump cuts. It jump cuts to a week later, doesn't it? So I think it's still in the 80s for a bit. And then, like you said, it's when she can't find her. She then um, she bumps into the man that was trying to chat Kelly up. Yeah. And he says, try a different time. He goes, she was here in the 80s, 90s and 2002 one time. Ah, okay, yeah. It's amazing how differently you see when See, once you know the end, it's a totally different episode because the first time I watched it, you didn't really you didn't really clock what was going on. You yeah. felt there was something off, but you didn't really clock what was going on. I think I'm really poor at identifying fashions. So, you know, the whole 70s, 80s, 90s, I think merges into one for me when it comes to fashion. I think the only time I really grasped that they were diff- in different eras is when the video games started upgrading. And, you know, she ended up playing Dance Star, didn't she? There's, well, there's all sorts of weird things. So right at the start, in the 80s, you saw Max Headroom on the TV as well. And like I said, there was, um, there was a film. What was the film? Lost Boys was the poster or a film in the, the 80s. And then I can't remember what they had for the 90s. But, but Colin, yeah, that, that's yes. a really good point. Scream. Scream, that's it. Yes, Scream it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there was another one in the 2000s. Yeah. And, and it's a good point to say because, like I said, at the moment, if you then go back, it feels quite heavy, heavy handed because there's the whole 1159 cutoffs. There's a couple of things where they're speaking and I think Yorkie asked Kelly how long she's been in San Junipero and she says a couple of months just enough to want to enjoy herself and she's a tourist like Yorkie so you think okay they could be tourists in their own country there's all these kind of little clues isn't there and then when the guy says yeah try the 80s 90s or 2002 that's a big yeah and it's at that point isn't it where they she finds them she finds them in the 2000s and Kelly's 
playing dance dance star is that what that game's called some sort of dance, dancing dance game. revolution yeah dance revolution <laughs> I, knew, I knew you would know what it was well colin, well, colin looks like he's he's had a couple of goes on that as well <laughs> Not very successful. Yeah, I'm not sure I'd be uh, too great. When, I think once you get in a model with that, that stuff, there's no going back. Um, mm. But anyway, then, then they have an argument and Ke- Kelly runs off into the, the bathroom and actually smashes a mirror. But when she kind of looks away and then it pans back round again, the mirror's fixed. And I think it's at that point where you think, this isn't right. It's, it's, it's quite up. clear, so, something's up. And then Yorkie goes to the roof and Kelly comes out to find her. Kelly goes to the top of the building and they they talk again and have a heart to heart. And there's one comment that I kind of highlighted was when I think it was Yorkie that said it when she's looking down on these people is how many of them are dead or how many of them are visiting. And it's that kind of comment. I think I actually felt like I needed to mm. wind it back to just clarify exactly what she said at that, at that point. I watched it this morning before work and yeah, that was pretty much it. Yeah. There was another really key thing she said, though. Go so, on. as you said, Yorkie's sitting on the edge of the roof. Kelly goes up and she goes, please tell me you've got your pain slider set to zero. Oh, see, I didn't clock that. So that's another real... At that, at that point, again, you know something's up, obviously. Yeah. But it all kind of reveals itself in a few minutes, doesn't it? It goes from normal yeah. to actually yeah. this different world um, in a few minutes. Then they end up spending the night together. Um, again, this time on a hut on the beach. Or was it? I can't remember. If that's the same as the first time. But anyway, it was a hut on the beach. Where they, I think it was the same. Time. I think it was the same place. It's the same place, yeah. Yorkie claims that she's going to go through with this wedding with Greg, um, despite what's what's happening. And at this point, we don't really know who Greg is. We just know it's someone she's not been intimate with in the past. And then they start talking and kind of revealing who they both are, don't they? And Kelly kind of claims that she is, she's dying or yeah. She's, three months left, I think. Yeah. Three months left. That's right. So they agree to meet in real life. Um, but Yorkie is really, really reluctant uh, to let that happen, but they realize they're quite situated close. And I think it's at this point, you kind of realize that actually this is a fake universe and their real selves are elsewhere somewhere. Um, and, and inside this San Junipero world. They agree to meet in real life. Yorkie's reluctant. So Kelly travels and you get to see the real Kelly at this point, who's an older lady um, who's in a home of some sort. And she goes to this medical facility where Yorkie is in a coma and is kind of just being kept alive um, at this point. And at this point, you meet Greg, who is her carer. That's right, isn't it? And then uh, then Greg kind kind of states that she's been in this state for about 40 years. Um, she had quite a big trauma when she was younger because she told her parents she was gay or something and her parents didn't accept it. Just two things there, yeah. So just before that bit, when they're still in San Junipero and they're talking about where they are and uh, Yorkie says, you wouldn't like me if you met me. And she asked Kelly, are you going to stay here after? And Kelly says, no, when she's done, she's done. She goes, she says she lost her husband two months ago and he didn't want to stay in San Jose. Right, yeah. Yeah, so there's that. And then yeah, as you said, it's revealed that Yorkie came out to her parents when she was twenty. They sound like they're obviously very strict. I'm gonna guess it's what well, we don't know what year it is in the real world, but it was at a time where they didn't obviously agree. They they had a massive argument and then she had a car crash, didn't she? Yeah. 
and she's been in this state, a paraplegic state, for for forty years. It's a long time for her to be in the coma. You wonder, was there any ever any hope that she'd come out of it, or yeah, is it just is that what it was? I mean, it's scary. To, it's even it's, it's hard for us to kind of contemplate what that's kind of like, isn't it? It's mm. it's a, yeah, it's a difficult one. Well, we know the family have got something to do with that, which. Well, well, we'll let Dan carry on, but there's there's a family element there, isn't there? There, so. there? there is a there is a family element, and her her parents or her family kind of I think I don't know if they just disowned her or angry at her when she kind of came out as gay uh, when she was younger, um, and the whole reason for marrying Greg is because a spouse can override the euthanasia decision, which is obviously what what Yorkie wants to do at this point, and maybe it is a case of. There is no hope of her coming out of it and she wants to be put to sleep. And the only way to do that is to, to get married. Um, and It's a marriage of convenience, isn't it? Greg's agreed to do it. Well, she needs, um, you need three people to, to sign off on euthanasia in that world. You needed the doctor, the patient and a family member. And the family member said no. And it's the reason being is to stop people preferring San Junipero to the real world so the family refused so again you kind of get well I kind of imagine there's religious overtones to this along with the the, the their anger at her coming out and the fact that yeah. they won't sign off on the euthanasia yeah yeah agreed and I think the other point that was mentioned at this point is there's a, a five hour weekly limit in San Junipero which is why each of the flat, not the flashbacks, but each of the whole one week later, one week later was kind of the start of their five hour slot um, that they could be in this place. Um, but Kelly at this point took it upon herself to kind of re-enter the world and, and have a conversation with Yorkie and say, well, why don't we get married and I'll do it. I guess to a point where it can be a bit more special for her and they can kind of do that together. Kelly and Yorkie then get married in the real world and then Yorkie is then helped to pass over, I think that's the term, isn't it? Pass over, passing through, passing, I can't remember, what you, was it passing through or passing over? Passing, I think it may have been, I think it may have been through. Yeah, I think it was through, but now when I think about the English of that word, passing over makes more sense, but I think I've just made that up. But yeah, so then she was helped to pass through into San Shinapiro, um, where she is now there full time. And she's obviously really, really excited I don't know if you both noticed that it felt like the colours got brighter and a bit more real um, in this world. So it's obviously a bit more of a different experience for her once she's there. Well, another key thing there, which was subtle, is... Go on, then. Because, you know, they said they had these five-hour limits and it was midnight. She says she's never been there in daylight before. Yes. And it was yeah. because they were at the, it was the first time they'd gone there during the day. So then Kelly um, comes and joins her in her five-hour slot. Yorkie's trying to convince her to, after having an amazing time together, Yorkie tries to convince her to, to pass through and, and be with her permanently. They have a bit of an argument and then it begins to, they begin to elaborate on why Kelly was originally reluctant to, to come there full time. Um, whereas Yorkie kind of made out that her husband was being selfish and kind of, you know, not liking her, wanting to spend eternity with her. She then elaborates, well, actually it's because we had a child and, we were together 50 years and our child passed away. And if he didn't want to spend eternity in a world where his child wasn't, so that's why he chose not to go to San Shinapira. So she's kind of been left behind to grieve a husband who chose not to. And 
probably with good reason and um, a child that kind of passed away as well. Daughter died before San Junipero was a thing. So he said, yeah, yeah I don't want to live in a world where she couldn't live. That that uh, conversation was really intense because on one hand, Yorkie's been really selfish yeah. trying to get Kelly to do something she really doesn't want to do. But then you've got this person who's been in a coma for 40 years who just wants to have a bit of happiness. Yeah. So it was... You could really see it from both both sides. And yeah, because I think you're right, because Yorkie, because when I first heard that argument, I thought, God, Yorkie, you're, you're being really selfish. Um, but actually, when you say it like that, it's like, actually, she's quite naive because she went into that coma when she was 20. So she's still probably a young adult at heart. And she's just experienced this new lease of life and doesn't really understand, does she? She's not really been an adult before. Like I said, and, and Colin, that's, that's fun. She's not had a life. You know, she, yeah. I think they said she was 20 when she, she entered that state. So for 40 years, she's just lay, lay in the bed. And now she's got this this playground that she can live her, her life in. I think that was intentionally done, yeah, to make you, to feel like maybe, yeah, that, that Yorkie was selfish all along. Because at first, Kelly was kind of the one, it looked like she was leading her on and playing games with her, wasn't it? So you, you kind of think, is she, is she the one who's leading uh, Yorkie on? And I'm not even convinced I like, although it gives you the happy ending, I don't know if I really like that she, that was the decision because one minute she's totally against it and then suddenly all... Yeah, it. Dan, just give the ending then and we'll and then we'll dissect it, yeah. Yeah, so I guess after a bit of thinking and, you know, Yorkie being in this world by herself, then Kelly returns and has passed over and then they do have this happy ending where they, they spend, I guess, eternity together. But I think I'm a little bit like you, Colin. I, I feel like I kind of wished it was the other way, um, where she kind of... It, she just abandoned her principles for a, a summer romance. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's probably because they were trying they were trying to have that happier ending because it was a change of tone. Yeah. It had been a normal Black Mirror episode, she would have went, nope, see you later. <laughs> well, the, and just one thing, the final thing you see in it is these robots, don't you? So you see a wall of lights and basically each resident in San Junipero is basically on a computer server now, right? That, that's what it is. They've got a number on a on, on mm-hmm. a wall of lights and that's how it ends. So, Colin, so what are some thoughts from you then generally about the episode and what would you pick out? One, I'm really rubbish at working out what's happening in shows like this until, see, once I know the ending, I'm able to spot all the clues, but see the first, but it was actually quite a few years ago I watched it, so I don't actually remember what I really felt at the time. I just remembered enjoying, really enjoying the soundtrack. Yes. And just enjoying the uplifting vibe and I thought, good characterization it's quite a funny we're talking about football earlier and uh, there's quite a funny football link to this episode i didn't catch a football link on see the heaven is a place on earth it's the song that um our midfielder john lundstrom the, the fans have a song about it i oh, see i wouldn't know they that. changed it to john lundstrom is the greatest on earth <laughs> like the end, the end of the line so that happened after the fact, but it's um, I do love that song though. It's a it's an anthem. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because I agree with you, and we'll we'll come on to scores right at the end. But I remember Dan. I messaged you, didn't I, straight after? And I was saying, oh, you, 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 you had a strong reaction to this, and I think at I some said, point you straight backtracked. ten. I, yeah. I I was thinking a straight ten. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna defend myself and say. 
there was two things. One, Colin, like you said, I thought the scene between Kelly and Yorkie, the argument, I thought that was brilliant. The revelation about her husband and the daughter, I thought was brilliant. But for me, the soundtrack was just amazing. I, I love this soundtrack and I didn't necessarily pick everything out. But I think it's really cleverly done as well. So heaven in a place on earth is so obvious, right? I mean, San Junipero is heaven on earth. And I think I got something somewhere. I think Charlie Brooker said he would pay whatever it was to get the rights to that song. He had to when he heard it. He was out jogging. What else have you got? I had, oh, Living in a Box, which is right on the nose with, with the fact they are in little servers, you know, that they're living in servers. You've got um, Need You Tonight by NXS. You've got Lean On Me. You've got Robert Palmer addicted to love, which, you know, she was because it was her first relationship to power. Uh, your dreams of China in your hand. Each song for me, and maybe I'm looking too far into it, but it's so related to this episode. And they're all really top tunes as well. It will be, in, it will be intentional, I would say. So I was on a bit of a soundtrack high when I texted Dan saying it was going to be 10. But it's still high school, but we'll come on to that after. I, I think it's got the interesting concept, and I was about to ask your views on it, is the whole digital eternal afterlife. And, you know, if if you were, I think it's a bit different for York because she obviously hasn't lived a life and it's her chance to live a life. But if you lived a full life, I was thinking to myself, it's a risk. <laughs> like, it's a risk. It is a risk committing to one city for, rest, for, for eternity, <laughs> not the rest of your life, for eternity. And I was thinking, even like the greatest holidays I've ever been on, if someone said to me, I don't know, go go and spend time in Gran Canaria for eternity, I'd be like, <laughs> I'm not saying that was a great holiday, by the way. I've just realised what I've just said. But it, eternity is just a risk. And I'm not sure I can handle the concept of it. Funny you mentioned that, Dan, because um, I watched this this morning. I mean, I was in work. One of my colleagues in my department walked past the door. Yeah. He just walked to the room and I just went to him. I was like... Would you choose death or living in a virtual reality? <laughs> and he looked at me and he went, "Virtual reality." He's like, "I would, I'd be scared of FOMO, the fear of missing out." <laughs> but it's funny watching that episode, and I think most people are scared of death. I would say, yeah. Um, but I don't think I would choose the San Junipero option because. Especially if you've, like Kelly, you've been married 40 years and then, like, as you say, it's a risk and then there's no escape. Well, did they not say there was an escape? Like, you can, like, essentially pull the plug on yourself. Is that Adam? No, they, they, didn't, they didn't say that, did they? Um, if that was I'm an sure, option. I'm sure I heard something like that. Yeah, if that was an option, you might reconsider, wouldn't you? Did your not say it's not permanent? Like, you can. I can't remember that now. My point of view is so i wanted to hear you two first is is it actually you though it's your thoughts and memories isn't it it's your it's a bit of the be right back Twitter feed. yeah anything like this is technically i would say it's not you is it it's your memories just coming to life yeah it's true memories really if it's new because you've never met kelly before but it's but what I mean is it's it's a digital representation of you. So, so, so there's, again, I, I guess what I'm trying to get at is there's that element of, you know, we humans, like we believe we it's the soul that makes us as kind of unique in that. And I'm thinking if you're just downloaded so you, you, into a you system. You don't, think, you don't think the soul's in there. So you think there's a risk, but actually it's just a robot 
that's based on on your memories not a robot i think it's just you know it's like anything like when people say we're gonna go off whole tangent here like teleportation if you've been teleported is it really you because you've been deconstructed and reconstructed technically well well, i guess what i'm trying to say is it you know you say you're living forever but it's not it's it's yeah it's your your memories put into a an avatar i guess i kind of view it differently like I feel like they're leaving the body behind, but the conscious is there because I don't I don't know how to expand on that. But that's I, I mean, if you could do, but again, we're going back to that. Say if you could pull the plug. I mean, again, that's that, what a conversation, isn't it? Is it like, yeah, I'm just going to pull the plug on myself in here. Uh, that that just feels weird as well, right? That's that's digital suicide, isn't it? Like, is is that is that how you would you would view it? Well, I guess they must have somebody watching. And it must be a case of, yeah, to sort of turn me off. It's it's a weird thing. I mean, I'd love to experience it just from the point of view, because there was that scene, wasn't it, where she was trying to get ready and the music would change. Like, remember, Robert Palmer's song played and she looked like one of the women from the back in yeah, dances yeah. in that. You could just change how you look at, at a woman like that. I'd probably be a lot lot less injury prone in San Junipero than I'm in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might not might need the medical insurance anymore. But... Yeah. <laughs> um, it's also it's also so talking about like just being in the same place forever. It's also a risk being with the same person for eternity, and it's not like she's continuing her forty year relationship with someone. It's like you said, it's like a summer romance. It's you know, and the summer romance is like exciting and fresh and there's a honeymoon period. But she might get, you know, a few months down the line and realise there's red flags appearing all over the place and think, I can't, I need to get out of this. What if she claps when the plane lands? Say that again, sorry? I said, what if she, it turns out she claps when the plane lands? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they still do that, didn't they? Uh, but <laughs> without being morbid though, there's always new people entering, right? And and like she said, she disappeared. She couldn't find her for a few weeks. So you can go to any time at any point in time. No, you can go to any point in time at any time. So it's, you can hide. She she yeah, hid from her so. for a couple of weeks. I said the world's biggest game of hide and seek is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got a question for both of you. Is what would, where would your San Junipero be if you could go to like one city or one country? Oh. Forever, where would it be? I, you know what? I, I don't know. <laughs> it's, I'd like to. It's probably somewhere I've not been, but I'd quite like the idea of like an island type summery place. But then Grand I think Canaria. to myself, not Grand Canaria, no. Something a bit more exotic. But when I think about, would I or would I rather just be in a big city? I'm going to say Vegas. I'm not, I'm not, Vegas. Yeah, I'd rather be by the water. Yeah. Yeah, I think by the water, like a retirement type thing. I basically live in a retirement lake thing. <laughs> I'd, no, I'd say Vegas. I'd need to keep active. You got the games, the casinos. Yeah, you could all Vegas, the virtual money. I went to Vegas for like eight, nine nights, and that was about four nights too long. Like I just, I just, I think you'd get, I think you'd get bored in Vegas. No, but I could go to sixties Vegas. I could go to then eighties Vegas. I could, I, I could hang out with Frank Sinatra and the Rat Pack. <laughs> to old vegas when old vegas was the new vegas yes i think i think you'd regret it i think something like venice could be quite fun yeah just zoom out in the boats all the time yeah yeah i agree gondolas on the boats yes it's an interesting thought though where would where would you go 
Yeah. Let us know. Tweet yeah. us now. You can have it. I'll let you have that. <laughs> I'll, re- I'll retweet it. Well, what I did find funny about it, though, was even though it was supposed to be like California, it was actually filmed in London and Cape Town, South Africa. It wasn't filmed anywhere near America. So that's what I found found interesting. I always find it weird when you hear things like that. It's filmed in London and Cape Town. Yeah. It's like, well, it's not like most places are down the road from each other. I guess I just shoot all their scenes and go shut up shop and like let's let's go down to Africa I think, to I think to the grim bit, you know, in that grim club, I said I reckon that was probably London. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, like not not the beaches and the yeah. yeah. Parts of that club reminded me of a place in Glasgow called the Cat House, which is absolutely terrifying. <laughs> um just like I've only been to it once and it was terrifying. I've got two kind of theories slash questions. See the guy that they kept seeing who was like chasing Kelly. Yes, yeah. yeah. Do you think? Do you think he was somebody she knew from her real life? Maybe like an ex flame who was also there, or do you think it was just like a random guy that she met there? I think it was a guy she met there and slept with in the same way that she did Yorkie. Yeah, and he's just got Very interesting. Though she actually did know him though. Yeah, and she was just trying to run away from him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I kind of had had the same sort because she, I think she was married for forty odd years, wasn't she? Childhood sweetheart. Yeah, yeah, there is that because he did say something to her like when he was saying to Yorkie, she goes through time. You know, she was in the eighties, nineties, two thousand two. He goes, she's worth it, isn't she? And that kind of made you think that, yeah, uh, maybe had he been pining for her. The other one was see Kelly's house. Yes. How does she keep going back to the same house? Does she put like a rental on it? Like, is, is she, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, like a digital, it, like... digital reservation, yeah. yeah. How, does, how does ownership work there? DLC, you've got to uh, get enough uh, nothing gain credit. Yeah. The first the first time I spent the night together, didn't they wake up in daylight or did they wake up? No. Did they not? It, did they just disappear at midnight? Yeah. They said it's nearly time. I think the clock was 11.59, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. There were so many clues when you think yeah. about it because the amount of times they kept saying time's almost up because it made the guy seem just really like intense and like really forward. He's up, almost time up. Like, yeah, yeah. It was really kind of in your, in the bit, there was the bit at the very start when Yorkie is watching, is it the game? And there's a car crash in the game Not and she wrong. gets really like yeah. triggered by it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a big one I had. I was saving that till the end. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, outrun. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. I was thinking if you, if neither of you had said that, but yeah, um, great game as well. By it's the only because I watched it this morning. It's great. It's great fresh in, in my head. I was going to say there's also that mention I kind of mentioned earlier was when she was trying to hide from that guy. It's like I've got six months to live, which is, you know, when people yeah. say things like that and joke about death, you think you shouldn't joke about stuff like that. But actually, it probably had a lot of hints of truth of it when you kind of look back on when you circle yeah. back around. Like you said, you know, the point where they were on the roof and they were talking about it and, and tourists and how many people did, it's because you could, like they were doing, you could trial it, couldn't you? So the tourists and were actually then the people who were alive and trying it rather than the locals, as it were. So that was a, yeah. a, a good twist on that. Um, the, the other thing for me was, Dan, and you said it literally right at the start, that when it starts... Yorkie looks so out of place. It's almost like she's in normal clothing compared to everyone else. And it that also was a good thing to show that she was new there, that she'd not been there before. But you wouldn't know that. You'd think she was just maybe someone 
He's moved, you know, from out of town like Danny LaRusso in the Karate Kid. He's moved across, you know, across to another town and doesn't fit in. Yes. Nice, nice link there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I thought, like, she comes across as just quite awkward and shy at first, but she's really awkward and shy because she's not probably socialised in 40 years. Yeah, yeah. So, like, there's that point as well. If you think what what changes in forty years, even from us, you know, we go back to eighty three. You know, no internet, no uh, PlayStation, no Xbox, no cell phones. You know, a lot changes, a lot changes in decade, let alone forty years. So yeah, she will be totally, yeah, she'll be a totally different person. Like I said, she probably is childlike in that in that sense. Yeah, I there was also. Um, the, the original script, I think, was actually going to be about a heterosexual couple and had an, a sad ending. Uh, but yeah. the final version, I think he changed it because I think he, um, I think especially he he said it in 1987. I don't think it was ever explicitly said what year it was in because the same-sex marriage still wasn't wasn't legal then. So I think he that's why he changed it to that to make that even more of an impactful. Yeah, I guess when you when you think about that is you know. You, LGBTQ plus representation there is a lot different to what it is when those two ladies were living their youth, right? It would have been very much not a thing or frowned upon or... So it almost kind of made the story a little bit more powerful, I felt, with the fact it was a gay couple rather than a heterosexual one. It's quite a scary thought. See, like, you're going... Like, they always seem to be out on the town in the episode... And like you just don't know who anybody is. Like they're all they could be any age. Do you know what I mean, yeah. like everyone's wearing a, a mask essentially. Yeah. Do you know what I find funny though? I'm at, I'm at an age now where I much prefer like watching a movie on the couch rather than <laughs> yeah. Out. yeah. Like, if I went to San Junipero, I'd be sitting at the beach having like, a cocktail. Yeah. I wouldn't be out clubbing. Yeah. <laughs> How could you be bothered? Like, I get I get Yorkie. She's living her twenties. Yeah, yeah. At that point, but Kelly, it's like she should be. Yeah, she should be done, shouldn't she? She's past that point. But it's also is the other thing as well. As time goes on, you're inevitably going to start meeting your great grandchildren and your great great grandchildren. You're going to start seeing all your relatives, distant relatives, start coming into this into this place as the same age as you. There's some Back to the Future potential there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Apparently, there was an interesting theory that was put to Brooker on Reddit that. Kelly at the end wasn't actually there that she was simulated for Yorkie's benefit but he 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 shut that down straight away he said wrong they're together they're the happiest ending imaginable end of so there is an element of that if you are in a quote computer system who knows who takes over that company we've seen we've seen rich people take over uh, tech companies and and change the way they work fundamentally so how do you know that yeah you're living in a utopia now but next week it could turn into something disastrous because someone turns over and wants to monetize it or or change the way it works bring back the, the bluebird not saying anything but if if that's what you wanted to infer <laughs> from my comments yeah <laughs> it's interesting though cuz like Kelly see at the end of the episode they showed they showed her gravestone, didn't they? Or at least her name yes, on the yeah. bottom of the gravestone. Which got me thinking what you were saying. Like, did she maybe just go as a like a tourist again and then leave? Like are, are we do we definitely know she stayed forever? Or are we just led to believe that? Oh, he's he's saying that they are together forever. 
I kind of wish they weren't. <laughs> I, I, do you know the the end, the end that you just described, where they've put in a computer generated Kelly to give Yorkie her happy ending, and then Kelly kind of passes away and kind of then is not reunited, but is now at peace with her husband and her daughter. I feel like that would be a better ending. I, I think, I think one's at peace and one's happy, and I, I think that would be more. I think I would have liked that better. And again, how you want to look at it as well is by doing what she's done, she is then saying that, you know, because the husband obviously kind of wanted to be with the daughter. So she's saying that there is nothing else. There is nothing after. That's why she chose to stay in San Junipero. So, you know, she's then also saying what the husband did was completely the wrong decision because there isn't anything. I think it's funny that this is considered like the happiest Black Mirror episode when it's so it's so tragic as well. <laughs> it's very emotional at the end. Like I said, that scene you, you, you allude to where they have the argument on the beach, I think it's brilliant and it's tragic and it's brilliant. But on that, you know, they keep calling it the happiest or one of the most uh, happy, lighter in tone. But if Charlie Brooker had his way, it wouldn't have been because apparently there was a scene that was cut out of it where they visit a kindergarten full of children who had died, but it was deemed to be too sad to leave in, so they took it out. That just sounds horrible. Obviously, you said the director was the same as Be Right Back, and that's that's that. Although it's again sad, it is really funny as well. I love that one where he he gets told to leave, and he's just standing in the garden like a few meters away, and he's like, "I can't go any further." Yeah, yeah, he takes it literally. See, I would compare it to another episode. I don't think it's similar to Be Right Back, although I get why they say that. To me, it's got echoes of White Christmas and the cookie tech, isn't it? That's where I would draw the parallels. But I guess this is more of a paradise version of that cookie and that that girl's in in that white room forever, isn't she? And we talk about the ending and maybe it was rushed because, again, in the original ending, it was going to end where... Kelly and Yorkie meet in the hospital but Brooker said when he sat down to write it he was enjoying it so much he thought now I'm going to keep going he then conceived of Yorkie's euthanasia and expanding on Kelly's backstory and the actual ending came about when Brooker heard heaven is a place on earth off a playlist while writing a script and wanted to license the song after listening to the song and lyrics several times he came to the final shot that shows a bank of computer servers with the flashing lights and another unused idea for the ending had the audience see Kelly and Yorkie in different eras, such as the 20s. Did you see what one of the main inspirations was for this episode? It was uh, the concept of nostalgia therapy in older people, yes, like letting them yeah. relive their youth. Like, I need nostalgia therapy now. Like, I'm, I long for the, 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 90s, the 90s all the time. See, when we're doing the football podcast, all we talk about is the 90s and the 2000s. Yeah. Ah, that's yeah. when football used to be good, though. But what I would say, though, and there's just one more thing I've got of note here. He said the episode contains hints leading up to reveal, for example, girlfriend in a coma and the use of the arcade games like Time Crisis and the House of the Dead. More overtly, Yorkie reacts to seeing a car accident that, Colin, I think that you brought up. An element that Brooker was surprised was not picked up by viewers earlier, he said about that one. And a factor considered during the editing process was how, how overt the hint should be. Annabelle Jones said that there may be visual signifiers that you thought were going to work and didn't, so you need more exposition. And I guess that's always a fine line, isn't it, by wanting to leave hints that aren't overly obvious. But 
it's like the classic sixth sense, isn't it? That once you see the ending, you kind of want to see the episode again because you want to see, oh yeah, that's what that meant. And then that's what that meant. I thought it was a good episode. So you guys had the conversation with on Twitter. I think it was about um, Inside Number Nine. I'm sure it was us. I think I, I heard it mentioned on one of your shows. Yeah, so yeah, we have, we have had that conversation there. And I'm tempted because that's another anthology series, isn't it? But I've not seen any episodes of that. Um, I haven't watched it all, but it, it is really good. It's like my friend that got me into Black Mirror, he described it as, he basically said it's more consistent than Black Mirror, but Black Mirror has higher highs, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah. Have you seen it, Dan, Inside Number 9? No, no, never seen Not it. Before watch. What else did I have before we wrap up? Oh, the other interesting thing is, and it's a classic thing about streaming, is the songs, each song had to be cleared for about 15 years for Netflix. So after 15 years, the likelihood is they'll have to be replaced. So I just don't see it work necessarily. I mean, you've seen it. If you watch a show like Scrubs, if you've got the DVDs, the soundtrack when you're watching it on streaming, depending on which I think platform's got it, the music can be different. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they haven't licensed the songs for streaming. I think how much the music artists will have benefited from, like, who'd heard of Laszlo Bain before Scrubs? <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, before we start getting into the summing up then, Colin, was there anything else about the episode itself that hasn't been called out? I had one final thought, because I find what you're probably the same when you do the reviews, it's like you've got random thoughts just bouncing about your head <laughs> yeah. for like an hour. I really like the way they kind of peeled back the mystery. Like, they didn't just give you it all at once. They yeah. gave you the fact that people were dead, that she was dying, that you find out she's in a coma. Like, I felt like it was really well paced and that you found something important out every 10 minutes or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I thought it was, it was done well like that. As I said, I was as I was discussing, I, I really like that bit where she says, "How many do you, of them do you think they were dead?" Because I was kind of obviously I was making notes at the same time, and as I listened to that, I was like, "Did I hear that right? I should go back and check." That's exactly what she said. But it, yes, yeah, it's, it's a it's the big clue, isn't it? And I, I guess it's still at that point, it was a bit of a surprise. Still, I think maybe I was just a bit not seeing it. One of the things that annoys me, and I'll come on to the other thing in my scoring. I don't think it's giving away what year the current, the present time was. And I wanted to know, because you just got the vibe. Obviously, they've got this technology now, so it's got to be futuristic. And you know when Kelly went to the hospital to see Yorkie? It was in some sort of fancy-looking futuristic car, right? So they're obviously in the future. I kind of just wanted to know what time zone they were in. Yeah. Because when that guy said, oh, go to two, she's even been in 2002. I kind of got the impression that maybe that was in the future and 87 was the year they were in and that's why they were there. Yeah. But you saw that futuristic looking car. Yeah, it's, uh, a, it's a shame they never really revealed that, isn't it? Because you know, they did make it did make it really futuristic, didn't they, when they were in that facility? You'll just never know. No, exactly. <laughs> and, and we keep saying that. You shouldn't know all the time, I guess. Right, so let's do scores. Dan, let's start with you first, and then I'll we'll come to Colin. Uh, I was interested to see what you. I, I want to know how much you're going to roll back from the ten out of ten you Colin, gave it. For there's a the theme here. I, I always ask Dan to do his score first. There's a common theme there. But Dan, you go. First. You do one, two, three, number. Yeah, we should. No, yeah. it's my podcast. It's like the equivalent of it's my football. <laughs> it's my podcast. He goes first. Right. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go eight point five. 
0.5. Okay. Colin, what's your score? 9.5. Big score. What was the detractor of the 0.5? <laughs> God, that's, that's, a bit, that's a bit harsh, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Kelly shouldn't have went with your case. You should have stayed loyal to her family. Yeah, I, I think if I'd done that, I think I would have gone higher. But the reason why I didn't go 9 or 8.5 was even though I didn't like the decision, as we spoke about, the argument slash discussion was so good that I don't think I could put it anywhere below a nine. Yeah. I'm actually going for 9.6. Oh, is that your top one? It is. (laughs) And the reason being 9.6 is I wanted it to be my top one. 9.5 actually would have made it top, but I wanted to nudge a bit further. I really enjoyed this episode. I still think it's one of the better ones because for me, it fits at what I see a Black Mirror episode as. Has it got the tech? Yes. Is there the mole sort of dilemmas and mole uh, conundrums in it? Yes. And I've said, just the soundtrack was bloody awesome. And I could, like I said, you know, it was great. Now, for me, the reason why Dan, I rode back from the 10 is exactly that. the That felt really rushed uh, and I didn't like how it, they have the argument, she calls her selfish, goes, I was married for 49 years, all the boredom, all the laughter, all the love, all the tears, isn't that, you don't know what that means. And then, yeah, she changed her mind to go in there. And it just felt like that detracted from that powerful scene. And it's like, oh yeah, no, it's fine, actually, I will go in there. It didn't really show her have that powerful moment if it, where she changed her mind, she just turned up as well. Yeah, if yeah. they done something about that maybe she went and visited her family's grave and kind of asked for forgiveness or something along those lines but it was just you're right she had that powerful moment and all of a sudden she turns up they could have made that i guess i could have extended by about 20 minutes explaining that couldn't they she's just going to feel guilty for eternity now yeah, yeah. oh yeah <laughs> or or just or maybe she didn't go in there and and yorkie becomes the kelly of san junipero because she's a fun loving one because she's got a new you know her new sort of outlook so yeah that that was why i took some points off it because i just thought that took away from that moment but i just thought the two leads as well they were just fantastic you know i thought they 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 were really good on screen together and i thought they were both great what else is Mackenzie davis in? i feel like i recognize her from something else but i can't think what it was. was it she in the terminator the recent most recent terminator film I can't remember what it was called. Never do that, but in reality, I just remember her from this. <laughs> but it's because yeah. I haven't watched it in a while. <laughs> I think she was in, is it Dark Fate or whatever, Terminator? The, the most recent Yeah, Terminator. she's in Terminator Dark Fate. She was in Blade Runner, The Turning, uh, Bomb, Bombshell as well. She's been in a few things. But, but I don't know how, how big a parts, yeah. The Martian. She reminds me a bit of a... So name is it Kirsten, Kirsten Wig of uh, Bridesmaids out of uh, Paul. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, she does look pretty yeah. hurry, but it's because she had the whole glasses, then no glasses. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. Stuff. yeah. But yeah, no, so I thought the two leads were great. So no, I really, really, really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, just I can't keep saying how, how great the soundtrack was. And spotting the games, like Dan, yeah, I was spotting the games and writing them down as well. Oh, I, I love Bubble Bubble when I was younger. That's a big part of my childhood playing that game. Uh, so it's nice to have it um on there i just thought of a what if what what if technology allowed them to retrospectively put people in there you know they worked out a way to put a husband and a and a child oh, yeah. in into san Junipero. <laughs> that's a whole new spin-off episode right there yeah. <laughs> 
Was there not talk of a sequel to this at some point? It's also not happened, but I'm sure it was mentioned that there could have been. They could definitely do spin-offs, couldn't they? Can I do a really shameless plug? Go for it. Yeah, go for it. We're all for it. Really shameless. We we did it, uh, me, Paul, and James, who wasn't a main part of the channel then, but he is now. We did a, a ranking of our top 10 favourite episodes. I don't know if you've watched it, but you might find it of interest to see what the top 10 was. See, I, I don't want to listen to it till, till we've done this. That's the thing, because I don't want it clouded <laughs> in. Save it, save it till the end. So I know you said it, and I will do it, because I would love to do a comparison, and maybe we do another crossover then, because I would like to. At some point, I was going to force Dan to do his, the top 10 episodes of all the series, but he doesn't know that yet. <laughs> and uh, so maybe maybe we do do a join up. I, I was just disappointed not to see the prime minister from the first episode mentioned in this one because he's been popping up. First episode he hasn't been plugged, isn't it? It's uh, disappointing. Especially as it was 1987 in in San Juan, it might be nice to see you know up and coming uh, political candidate. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you say you've not watched the new season yet? Not the I've not watched the new one, Dan. You have, haven't you? I, I have, yeah. Yeah. I've watched three out of six. No, three out of five. How many are there? Five. I've watched three. Five, yeah. I've watched apparently the good ones. The good three out of five, apparently. Yeah, but the I think the first one is the best of that series. Of the I like the third so. one with a. What's the with third? With a. One? Jesse from Breaking Bad. Yes, yes, that is a good episode. No yeah, spoilers. I'm, I'm no spoilers. That's a good episode. You can catch that in about. He's, like, he's, like, he's literally the he's the picture for Black Mirror on Netflix, so you kind of know he's in it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. I, I know he's in it because uh, <laughs> they often put Salma Hayek on it as well, don't they? On the uh, the main yeah. screen as well. Okay, well, thank you for joining us, Colin. Hope you enjoyed that. Do you want to just shout out your socials again in your podcast where we can hear you? Uh, so we're Seismic Cinema, but we've also got Seismic Soccer. I won't go into the rest of it, but um, uh, you can find us on all the usual social media platforms and we're on YouTube, Spotify, under Seismic Cinema. And next up for us is, oh, it's our 100th episode next week. Oh, congratulations. Re- well done. We're going to critique the Star Wars sequels as a celebration. Oh, good. Well, good luck on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's never yeah, been divisive before, has it? So, <laughs> no, but we've only ever reviewed Rogue One as part of an Andor preview. We've never yeah. actually reviewed any other film. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, absolutely. Anyone listening, if you're not already, go check out Seismic Cinema and Seismic Soccer, and I'll stick the links in the show notes from me and Dan. Dan, anything else you want to say before we go? No, no, just thanks to Colin for coming on. Well, thanks uh, for having us. And speak to you all next week. Uh, next week we are going to be doing Men Against Fire, which I don't remember. So oh, I don't yeah, know. but sometimes these titles I can't yeah. remember what what episodes they relate to. So I'm sure I've seen it. But we'll see. Colin, as I said, thank you for coming on. Depending on, like I said at the start, I'm using a new platform. It all depends if I actually get the audio off this and able to get anything out of this. Otherwise, we might have to redo this again, which feels like it would be a good Black Mirror episode in its own right. <laughs> so. so we... <laughs> So I hope you can remember everything you've said for a rerun. <laughs> sure. If not, I can just watch the episode again. I'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you next time for for the next episode in Black Mirror. Two, three, four. 
If I want your opinion, I will give it to you. Come on, take what we've got, cause you need.